This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello! On today's podcast, 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 podcast episode today... If you're wondering why I'm saying podcast so many times, it's because I have bought a pop filter for my microphone. Yep. 36 episodes later, I realized that it's a thing. I don't know why, but it did not... Honestly, I thought it was the quality of my microphone that made me, whenever I spat a pee, it would be like, just like really intense and not the greatest to listen to. I will admit that. So thank you for sticking around. And putting up with that until now. But it's not going to be a problem anymore. I have now bought a pop filter that I realized existed when my boyfriend told me. So I love this microphone. Don't get me wrong. I just thought, you know what, I don't even, there's no really explanation because surely it would make sense to have something like a pop filter. Anyways, uh, at least I've still been posting episodes, you know, I'm looking for the bright side. As you always should, because you should always look for something you've done well, and also something you could have improved on. And mine would have been doing a simple Google search about, is it the quality of my microphone that makes the pee really intense? Or is there any solution? But anyways, you live and you learn, don't you? So with that out of the way, I hope you enjoyed hearing all of my intense pees all of this time. And now... That era is gone. Say goodbye to the P era. And say hello to pop filter era where P's are no longer as noticeable. I will miss this period of my life and podcast. But I'm sure you won't, so you're welcome. Anyways, my friends, for today's episode, we're going to talk all about self-esteem. Last week, we talked about self-acceptance and leading from that, I will be talking about self-esteem. It's important to understand the difference between both and improve and try to have a high self-esteem and also self-acceptance. Both are very important for the quality of your life and also for your recovery. You're going to need the both of them to push you through and fight your eating disorder voice, which wants you to stay in eating disorder land. Together, all of your self-love, your self-compassion, your self-esteem and self-acceptance along with your actions of trying to change these unhealthy habits that you have and making them into healthy habits. Because remember, it's always important to action what needs to be done. You can get all of the resources in the world, but until you action it yourself, changes can't be made. So 
all of these attributes, along with many others that we've talked about on this podcast, will work together to fight your eating disorder. You're telling your eating disorder to scram. You're telling it to scram so you can love your body, yourself, and your life. In today's episode, we will be talking about what self-esteem is, the importance of self-esteem, components of self-esteem, benefits of self-esteem. This will be linked, of course, to having a low self-esteem, which is a risk factor for your eating disorder. We will also talk about the difference between having a healthy self-esteem and a low self-esteem. And, of course, how to improve your self-esteem. Did you hear that? I said improve, prove. And it's less intense. I'm surely because I just absolutely spat that into the microphone. Maybe you heard a bit of that pee, but surely it's better. Surely. I know it is. Okay. So, what is self-esteem? Your self-esteem is your overall sense of worth. It describes the level of value that you believe you hold in your own abilities and your attributes. Your self-esteem can also be influenced by your confidence, your sense of belonging, what you believe you've achieved, your feelings of security, and your feelings of competence, and also your identity. These are all different components of self-esteem. Self-esteem is important because it affects and impacts your every day. It affects your decision-making, it affects your relationships, your mental health, your emotional health, how often you feel motivated, and just your overall well-being. It's important because it helps you believe that you can be successful, and then it drives you to success and achieving. It affects the way you think, whether you try to see things positively or negatively. It affects the way you believe in yourself. It affects your body image and your feelings of shame and guilt. It also affects your decision making, how you communicate, your social skills, and the way you take care of yourself, whether or not you prioritize your needs. And it affects your happiness. So as you can see, you need a healthy self-esteem. So when we look at the difference between a healthy self-esteem and a low self-esteem, let's first look at four main characteristics that identify having a healthy self-esteem. This includes having a firm understanding of one's skills, having appropriate and realistic personal expectations, understanding your needs and being able to express those needs, and also having the ability to maintain healthy relationships with others. And you are able to have healthy relationships with others because you have a healthy relationship with yourself. So when you have a healthy self-esteem, you don't tend to have a lot of self-doubt or feel unworthy, constantly blame yourself and focus to criticize on the parts of yourself that you may not like or want to improve. Some signs that you have a healthy self-esteem include having a positive outlook on life, being able to say no when you want to, also being able to see and accept both your strengths and your weaknesses, and you want to improve your weaknesses, and you don't dwell in your past, whether that's certain experiences or mistakes you've made. When you have a healthy self-esteem, it helps you feel motivated to achieve your goals. This is because you believe in your capability. You believe that you can accomplish anything that you set your mind to. You know your strengths and you're able to use them to help you get where you want to be. And you also know what your weaknesses are. So you are able to improve on them and get yourself to where you want to be. When you have a healthy self-esteem, it also allows you to set healthy boundaries in relationships. And of course, have a healthy relationship with yourself and others. With a low self-esteem, it therefore can become difficult to achieve your goals because you don't believe in your ability and you have no drive to get yourself there. It can also be hard to maintain healthy relationships in your life. 
So some signs of a low self-esteem to look out for include always believing that others are better than you, always trying to focus and criticize your weaknesses, always feeling like you have a lack of control and finding it difficult to express your needs. You may also have a very negative outlook on life, have an intense fear of failure, also frequently experiencing self-doubt, worry and fear. You may find it difficult to accept positive feedback and you may also find it difficult to set boundaries and say no. You may also struggle with confidence and put other people's needs before your own. So when you have all of these thoughts that you give no value, that you're incapable, incompetent, unlovable, this is going to affect the way that you see yourself and also your outlook on life. So when you put together having a low self-esteem with eating disorders, they're gonna get you. This is where poor body image and being unhappy with yourself and your appearance also gets affected because that's what your eating disorder is about. Your eating disorder wants to make you feel unworthy and to not dislike your body, your size, your appearance, yourself. So when you have a low self-esteem, it makes it hard for you to believe that you are worthy and believe in your capability and your value. So it's about reframing these thoughts and the way that you see yourself, especially during recovery, because you're going to need to appreciate your beautiful self. And as I love to remind you that your body and your brain needs nutrition to function, and you get that from eating food, it's very difficult to think rationally about yourself and your body and your life when you aren't giving your brain nutrition to think. And starting to love and appreciate yourself is not easy, especially if you've thought in such a different way for so long. So although I say self-love really helped me during my recovery journey, that self-love started to come the more I started believing in myself and my capability. I saw myself push through time and time again and fight that eating disorder voice. Sometimes my eating disorder voice won and sometimes I did. Because you were getting yourself out of unhealthy habits and it's a habit because it's a pattern of something that you're used to continuously happening. So yes, I needed my self-love to help me fight my eating disorder voice. However, it was my self-love that was growing and my self-esteem, the more I saw myself work hard to change the way that I was feeling about myself and the way I was treating myself. So self-love and self-esteem is such an important aspect of recovery. However, it's not going to come straight away because as awesome as it would be, it is not a click of your fingers and all of a sudden, woohoo, self-love, self-esteem, no more eating disorder, woohoo. It is you pushing past the difficult times and actioning things that scare you and stepping out of your comfort zone. And the more that you do that, the more you see that you are capable of that. And when you do that, your self-love and your self-esteem will grow as well. But to do that, you need to keep actioning the things that scare you. And, and also what you realize is fueling your eating disorder. So your actions, as well as your growing self-love, are going to work together to destroy your eating disorder. And we just got to let that low self-esteem go because it affects you. It affects your ability to try something new, to step out of your comfort zone. It makes you avoid challenging yourself or doing something you're not familiar with. And yes, that may make you feel safe temporarily. However, if this is all that you do, it teaches you over time that you need to avoid things in order to make you feel safe. And then you can never improve. And it may make you hide away from social situations and even start relying on unhealthy habits as a way of coping. And that includes, yes, your eating disorder. So if you would like to improve your self-esteem, listen up because I'm going to go over ways as to how to do that. The first really important step is to challenge these negative thoughts that you have. You need to reframe those thoughts. 
You need to start questioning yourself as to whether or not your thoughts are logical, realistic, or overly judgmental. And you need to start catching yourself out when you're feeling this way. And you need to stop believing your first initial thought. Because if you have a low self-esteem, there's a very high chance that your thought, your initial one, is illogical and maybe your imagination. So the main thing that I want you to focus on is every time you are having a negative thought, to catch yourself out immediately, and the more you do this, the easier it'll become. And just acknowledge that this thought could be an irrational one of yours and start de-escalating the thought and asking yourself important questions like, is this thought my imagination or reality? Am I thinking with fear? And also ask yourself, is this thought going to help me? And if there was an action you were going to take by having this thought, ask yourself, what will the outcome of performing this action do? Is it going to help me? Like for example, if you feel like you're over eight and now your head is telling you all of these horrible things about yourself, that you're fat, that you're incapable of controlling how much you eat, that you're worthless, oh my gosh, horrible, just horrible things. And as a result, you want to vomit the food back out. Ask yourself these questions. What, what evidence do I have to support this thought? Am I incapable of controlling myself? Am I worthless? Uh, no. And this is something that will be easier to answer the more self-love and self-compassion that you grow. But also think about the outcome. If you vomit, what will this achieve in the long run? Maybe short term, you can say, yep, I'll have a temporary relief when I vomit out the food because I know that that food's out of me. But if you look long term, that's not going to help. Your self-love and your self-worth will only get smaller. It's also going to affect your mental health and your physical health. And it's just going to get yourself deeper into a habit of unhealthy behavior, which is the eating disorder and relying on vomiting to make yourself feel temporary relief. So it's really important to reframe these negative thoughts that you are having, because the more you say it to yourself, the more you're going to believe it, and then the more unhelpful behaviors will solidify. And no, it's not easy to change negative thoughts, especially if there's something you're so used to saying to yourself, which is why you're going to try and get yourself into the habit of acknowledging that your initial thought may not be reality. And ask yourself, is this my imagination? What evidence do I even have to support this thought? Or am I just thinking illogically, irrationally, and in a way just to criticize myself? I also want you to start setting yourself goals and challenges. One really good idea would even be to go volunteering. Because if you don't believe in your value and you don't believe that you contribute towards anything, go volunteer. Even go through your closet and donate some of your old clothes. That's still helping someone out. That is you providing value. And hey, you know what What you'll be doing? You will be killing two birds with one stone because what you can do is donate those clothes of yours that you are holding on to in order to make yourself feel bad for not being a smaller size. Because you don't need those clothes. You are holding on to those clothes as a way of criticizing yourself for going up a size. So kill two birds with that one motherfucking stone and give those clothes to someone that needs it and you will have provided value for someone else. And you know what? You're going to provide value for yourself because first of all, you were doing a nice thing and also you were getting rid of something that only brings yourself unhappiness and making yourself feel worthless and a means for putting yourself down. Cut that shit out. And if you're trying to start believing in your capability, why don't you go try something new even? Set yourself a goal. Why don't you try to learn another language? Go on Duolingo or whatever other app there is to learn a language, choose one and put in just a few minutes every day. Set yourself that goal to learn that language and you know what? If you can, go and travel to that country once you've learned it. That sets yourself a short-term goal and also a long-term goal. 
that short-term goal can be every day putting in a certain amount of minutes. One minute, three minutes. Doesn't seem like that long in a day with 24 hours, does it? Does it? No. And in the meantime, you can try and save up money to go on a trip to the country of the language you just learned. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow, doesn't that sound exciting? And in the process of that, you were able to prove to yourself that you were capable of learning new things. You were able to stick to a goal, financially and personally. And now you know more and you've learnt more than you did before. Sounds pretty good to me. I also want you to start trying to look after yourself more. Start prioritising yourself. And by looking after yourself, this, this includes getting enough sleep and getting into a sleeping pattern and I feel like my sleep is getting better and better it was not easy at first and you know what it took a lot of experimenting I tried a lot of different strategies because they're not going to work for everyone which is why even in my podcast I give a lot of different ways that you can try and improve something because other people learn in different ways and other strategies will help someone else more than another that's why there's a variety so I tried a lot of different strategies and now I'm getting into a better sleeping habit. It's not 100% there, but it is getting so much better and I can actually feel the difference. 
And during the time, especially when I had to wake up in the morning to my earliest fuck alarm clock, there was a lot of battling my own head about wanting to go back to sleep and having to push past those thoughts. I would turn off the alarm even and trying to snooze back into a sleep. And at first, you know what? I did go back to sleep. I let it go. But you know what I felt during the day? I realized that I felt more gluggy throughout the day and I felt less energized, also less motivated. I know that we're not always going to feel motivated, but I thought to myself that I don't know what my energy levels are early in the day because I'm not experiencing it. I haven't experienced it in who knows how fucking long. So how can I say to myself that I feel energized enough when I haven't even experienced an energy level because I haven't tried it? I haven't experienced it in so long. So instead of continually hitting snooze or just stopping the alarm altogether, I started listening to it. I started waking up, even if that meant getting up straight away so I couldn't go back to sleep. And trust me, all I wanted to do was go back to sleep. Even still at the moment, I still want to go to sleep. Because, you know, I'm still in the process of changing this shit around. But I push myself to wake up because I remind myself why I'm doing this. I want to get more out of my day. I want to feel more energized. I want to get myself into a better sleeping habit. And honestly, the less sleep I have, I feel like it affects so much more of my life. It just affects the quality of my life. And I want my life to be good. And I know I am capable of setting new habits. So that's what I'm doing. And I can tell you that the first few nights I was having even less sleep because my alarm clock was set at the same time and I would have to get up no matter what time I was able to get to sleep the night before. And fuck, trust me, that was the hardest part. But now I've pushed past that stage from remaining consistent. I'm still tired in the morning and I still want to go back to bed, but I'm now starting to see some of the benefits. And now I'm starting to feel a bit more energized throughout the day. Fuck yeah, I'm tired. But I've always been tired, so that's another thing that I'm telling myself. If what I was doing wasn't working before, and I still just felt tired and less energized, if that wasn't working for me, the least I can do is try something new. Because either way, it's not working for me now. And that's the same with your recovery. It's the same with your eating disorder. Try recover, because if you're not happy in the state you are now with your eating disorder, who knows what can happen if you just try it? The least you can do is try because you don't know what the other outcome will look like because you haven't given it a go. Or maybe you have, but you haven't stuck with it long enough. Maybe you're not reminding yourself about why you want these changes. Maybe it's hard for you to want those changes for yourself yet because maybe you have a low self-esteem. Maybe you don't have the self-love to want better for yourself. But that's also why I'm here, to help you see that there is another world out there. There is a better way of living and feeling about yourself. So even if you don't feel it now, Start trying to make those actions towards recovery. And fuck, those actions will be hard. It is hard. But think short-term pain for long-term pain. And one day you get to look back at your life and to be proud of yourself because you got yourself here. Not by clapping twice, as it does in the movies. I don't know if that happens in real life, but if it does, that's really cool. When you turn off lights. But by working hard, and that's what's going to get you to where you want to be. And the more that you make those difficult actions you start to prove to yourself that you are capable of achieving and you will start to see your strength because it is there, but that comes with resilience and you may have temporary setbacks, but that is okay if you choose to learn from them, not just giving up and convincing yourself that you can't do it because you can. 
So if you have a temporary setback, remember to learn from it instead. Look for what triggered you to have that setback and try again and improve. And I know you can do it. And even if you don't think you can right now, the more you action it, the more you will believe in yourself. Because you were literally proving to yourself with your own actions that you were capable of doing it. And another way that will help you look after yourself is eating healthier. Overall, it's good if you are eating because that's going to give you nutrition no matter what the fuck it is. But something that I've noticed along with my sleeping habits getting better is that I actually feel more energized when I eat healthier food. The more whole foods, like I'm starting my every morning eating a fiber filled piece of toast with an egg and avocado and roasted, oh my gosh, roasted tomato is so yummy. I eat this for breakfast and I feel energized. On top of getting into a better sleeping habit, I'm also not skipping breakfast and it feels good. Also what I'm eating, I feel like I'm putting good food into my body and I feel the difference. And remember, don't get me wrong, I will eat that chicken nugget. I will eat that fry, it's delicious. I'm all for that. However, I am prioritizing to eat these type of meals that I'm having for breakfast or just I know what I'm putting into my meals, which is when cooking helps as well because you know what you're putting in your food. Because I've started to notice the difference in my mood and my energy when I eat these whole foods. So I'm doing it for the feeling because overall, everything tastes fucking yummy. I love food. I'm also a little bit of a chef, if I don't mind saying myself. So whatever I eat, I enjoy. But of course, of course, if I want something from a restaurant or a fast food chain even, I will go get that. But I spread that out a bit more now. But that's because I've noticed the way that these whole foods make me feel. I love feeling energized and I love feeling happy and content as well. And with trial and experiment and self-reflection, I've been able to link that to my sleep and also my food choices. So do what makes you feel happy and also energized. Oh, and another thing that I've linked to having a better mood and feeling more energized is exercising. And this also makes me feel like I'm looking after myself because by exercising, you are moving your body and you are also releasing those happy endorphins. So maybe you feel like you don't enjoy exercise because you don't quite like the type of exercise that you were doing. Maybe you go to the gym and you realize that you don't like going to the gym. Fair enough. But why don't you go try something else? Don't just leave it there. There are so many types of ways that you can exercise and move your body. Go walk. Go go swimming. Go do Muay Thai. Go play tennis. Go play netball, basketball, soccer. There are so many different types of sports out there and ways that you can exercise. So go and experiment and find the one that makes you feel excited to do it. And yes, sometimes we're not always going to feel motivated to go and exercise, but remind yourself once again about why you were doing this. Remind yourself about those happy endorphins and that feeling that it gives you. It makes you feel more energized and it makes you feel happy. Go chase that happy feeling. Try looking after yourself by practicing mindfulness. Go meditate. Help get yourself to a calmer state where you feel in the present. And even go do this outside. Spend more time outside in general. Go spend more time in the sun. Being in the sun is good for you and your health as well. Being in the sun helps produce your vitamin D. And it's just good for your mental health. Kill another two birds with one stone by meditating in the sun. Go exercise in the sun. Three birds with one stone. Fuck, go sleep in the sun. Four birds. Even go read in the sun. That's another great way. Reading in general. Just fill your mind with more knowledge and another way to help calm yourself down. You're spending time being with you, enjoying the words from an author. And besides all of this, something else that's really going to help you is to start accepting comments. The next time someone says that you are looking healthy and happy, 
or they say, wow, you look beautiful today. I don't want you to say, oh, no, no, I don't. Did you notice my hair? It's crap. Or if they say you're looking healthy, don't say, don't say, oh, healthy means I'm fat, doesn't it? That's what you're trying to say, isn't it? Just refusing to accept the compliment. I want you to start taking the compliment, accept it. And you know what? Eventually, that may help you to start believing it because you're no longer counteracting your compliment. You are just, you're taking it. At the beginning, your blood may start to boil and you're just dying on the inside to say, no, that's not true. But you're going to resist that urge to say that. And you know what you're going to say? Thank you. Wow, doesn't that just sound insane? If you're not used to taking compliments, replying with thank you just sounds absolutely absurd. But it's not. Accept the compliment and do not counteract the compliment. Start taking it and say thank you. Thank you. You look beautiful today. Thank you. Even if your blood is boiling underneath, resist that temptation to say no, I don't. Take it and trust the process to soon starting to believe the compliment that someone is giving you. I also want you to start valuing the person that you are. And this means even if it takes you 10 hours, sit down with yourself and think about a positive quality that you have. This can even be you being nice to other people, you being empathetic towards other people. Dig deep. And if you are struggling to come up with something, ask people that you admire and that you love and are an important person in your life to provide you with their intake on you. Ask them what are some qualities about yourself that they admire. And even, it's just like the compliment, even if you don't believe it at first, write it down and come back to this list constantly. Remind yourself about all of the positive qualities that you've named for yourself and that other people see within you. And slowly but surely, the more you tell yourself something, you will believe it. The same way that you've told yourself that you're a piece of crap when you're not, you believe it. You believed those negative comments that you said to yourself constantly. So... You can do that as well about positive comments. Keep telling yourself those positive comments. Surely it was easier to give yourself the negative comments if you're in a state of low self-esteem. So swapping them to positive comments will be challenging. But keep pushing yourself and keep doing that. And just remind yourself as well, I was able to believe these negative comments about myself. So it may take a bit of extra time, but I will believe these positive comments because I'm going to give them to myself constantly. Something else that is going to help is to recognize why it's important to have a high self-esteem. Think about all of the benefits we've talked about in today's episode and also just how you want to start feeling about yourself. Think about the way that you talk to yourself now and the way that that makes you feel and try and imagine the opposite of that. If you were able to imagine all of these ridiculous scenarios that are not true, that your eating disorder is helping you believe, well, powerful imagination of yours that can definitely think outside the box and just try and picture yourself in a life where you feel good about yourself and you believe in yourself and you value yourself. Use that imagination of yours for good and imagine that scenario and then make that your reality. Go chase that life that you deserve. You may not believe you deserve it right now, but you do, but you have to go chase it. No one else can get you there. It is you and only you that is going to get you there. So start recognizing what you're good at and grow that list as well. 
try new things, try new sports, try new activities, find new hobbies that don't involve hurting yourself or bringing yourself down. I also want you to try and start building healthy and positive relationships. And whilst you do that, let go of the ones that aren't serving you, the ones that bring you down. If you notice that there are certain people that lower your mood or make you feel down or put you down, spend less time with them. Or if you think they're just not recognizing what they're doing is hurting you, try and have a conversation with them. Let them know how they are making you feel. And if they don't step up, then goodbye and good luck. You are going to go and build positive relationships, even if this is making new friends entirely. And if you don't know where to make friends, here's the perfect time to start going and finding a new hobby. Go find like-minded people. If you were doing a gym class, go say hi to someone and even go and invite them for coffee afterwards. Wherever it is that you are making a new friend, try and make it in an already stable environment because you're probably going to find great people there. People that are also chasing their goals and chasing their dreams. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And you were getting yourself there too. So surround yourself with people that inspire you and that you can inspire. Also start focusing on whatever it is that you can change. Let go, accept and forgive your past. Forgive yourself. Learn from your past. And focus on your now and bettering your future. You can't change the past. So there's no point focusing most of your thoughts or all of them on your past. It can't be changed. So focus on what you can change. If you realize that there's a lot of thoughts that you constantly think about, write them down and identify next to them if this is something that you can change or if you can't. If it's a thought that you can change, write next to it, am I not changing this because I can't or I won't? An example of a can't, joining a sports team that only allows a certain age to be in that group. An example of won't would be wanting to recover from your eating disorder. Because you can change that. You can recover. But at the moment, you may be choosing not to. So that's a won't. And all of those won'ts on your list, you have to start actioning them. Figure out a plan. Set long-term and short-term goals. 
and start working on them. So it's important to be honest with yourself and acknowledging what the difference between can't and won't are in terms of what you can change. And if you can change them, start actioning on them. And be proud of yourself while you're at it for being honest that this is something that you were just choosing not to change. And then you're going to change that. And while you do that, you are proving that you are capable and you will grow your self-esteem. Put your thoughts into actions. You also need to start setting boundaries in your life and your relationships. This is personally and professionally. When you have a high self-esteem, you are setting the standard and you will know when someone or something is crossing the line. You will not let other people control you and instead you are being assertive and you are standing for what you believe and what you will accept. And an example of a boundary with yourself would be, say you wanted to complete a task and you're working really hard towards it, but you notice you get distracted. Put your phone in another room, throw it in the ocean, just get rid of it out of your sight and work on whatever task it is that you want to complete and work on it on that specific amount of time that you set for yourself. You are setting a boundary with yourself and you are eliminating all distractions that won't get you there because you want to achieve your goals. So you set boundaries with other people and also yourself and you were sticking to those boundaries and you won't take no shit from yourself or other people. And in the process, you are improving your self-esteem because you understand what you will and will not take and that helps you value yourself, your time and your standards more. So work on improving your self-esteem so that you value yourself more and in return, you will know what is good for you and what is not and what you will accept in your life and your eating disorder will not be one of them. And what I also want you to do is to celebrate, yes, that's right, I've said it before and I'll say it again, is to start celebrating all of your wins. No matter how big or small they seem, celebrate it all because the more that you cheer yourself on, the more you notice, oh my gosh, I am capable of achieving stuff. It feels good to be proud of myself. Even if it seems as fake as fake grass, keep celebrating those wins and you're going to change that mindset. Change your mindset and be proud of every single accomplishment that you do. Celebrate all of the big and the small, so even when times are more rough or you're having a temporary setback, you can reflect on all of the times when you were proud of yourself and you achieved something, no matter how big or small, and you get yourself out of that ditch. You realize that you are capable of achieving, you've done it before, and you will keep doing it. This will help you stop criticizing yourself so harshly and instead start using these setbacks as an opportunity for you to grow and learn more about yourself and how you can improve. Find those triggers and knock them out of the way next time because you saw them coming. So celebrating all of your wins will not only help you be more proud of yourself and acknowledging that you can achieve and you are capable of achieving, but it will also help you get out of that mindset that whatever setback it may be, whether it has to do with recovering or whatever, that you can get yourself out of it and you will. So celebrate all of your wins. So, I repeat, I repeat, to help improve your self-esteem, number one is to challenge your negative thoughts. Number two is to set yourself goals and challenges. Number three is to look after yourself. Number four is to accept the compliment. Number five is to value who you are. Number six is to recognize the importance of a high self-esteem. Number seven is to be around positive people. Number eight is to focus on what you can change. Number nine is to set boundaries in your life and relationships. And number 10 
is to celebrate all of your wins. Well, with that all said, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Can't wait to talk to you soon. It's always a blast (laughs) talking to my microphone, but I know you're listening, so thank you. I hope you enjoyed the first official episodes without my spitting peas. They are gone now, but never forgotten. So, you're welcome. I also appreciate you for coming this far and pushing aside the fact that every P was said with pure effect. But you know what? Here we are now and I wouldn't have it any other way. Okay? So thank you for listening. Love you all. Can't wait to speak to you soon. And remember to recover with Ali.